0: Welcome to Dylan's Tough Takes. I'm your host, Dylan Stanley, and I'll be talking about current sports and have conversation like LeBron versus Jordan, the top teams in the NFL, or even the top prospects in the MLB. However, today I want to change it up a little bit. So, as I got into Formula 1 racing about five years ago, I had never seen a tragedy like this one. An up-and-comer from France named Antoine Hubert had passed away in the Belgian Grand Prix F2 race, which... Is the junior division to F1, sort of like the G League is to the NBA and AAA baseball to Major League Baseball. Antoine Hubert was the driver for Arden, which is the was then the Renault Sports, but is now Alpine affiliation for F2. Antoine had been a part of the Renault Sports Academy and had won the GP3 Championship the year before, and had won the Monaco Grand Prix and the French Grand Prix in this season where he tragically passed away. Okay. During the second lap of the F2 Belgian Grand Prix at Spa-Francorchamps, or Spa for short, another driver named Guilano Alessi crashed due to a tire puncture on the notoriously fast and uphill climb that is the Redelon Curve, which is turns two and three if you're looking at the track. This caused other drivers to slow down. However, since it was on top of the hill, all the cars were stopped on top of the hill, uh, Antoine couldn't see that the cars were slowing down. He then crashed towards the right of the barrier, and his car was then sideways compared to the track. While Antoine was stopped sideways, uh, American Ecuador driver Juan Manuel Correa uh couldn't see any of the cars being stopped like antoine did uh, so instead of hitting all the cars in the middle he swerved to the right hitting antoine who side pod at around 160 miles per hour they were both taken to the hospital of course and correa only suffered spinal injuries and two broken legs However, Antoine Hubert was uh, sadly declared dead at the hospital. The normal F1 race weekend is uh, the F1 practice on Friday, F1 qualifying on Saturday. The F2 race is on the Saturday after the F1 qualifies. So per usual, uh, Lewis Hamilton is getting interviewed and he's looking at the track during the interview. So he the camera basically sees him react to the Antoine Hubert crash, which is it's a it's a video on YouTube, you can probably find it. But he's uh being interviewed and then he just looks at the interviewer and he goes, Oh wow, hope that kid's good. Wow, that's terrifying and then you can just see him walk off the interview without saying anything else. And he's obviously concerned by what he had just seen compared to any other normal crash. And this is just one of the uh, many drivers in F1 and, you know, the people around F1 who were concerned for Antoine. Pierre Gasly, who is the current driver, a current driver for uh, AlphaTari, was a very close friend of Antoine Hubert since the... Basically, he said, from the age of thirteen until eighteen, he spent basically from breakfast to ten p.m. Uh, every single day with each other. They were training and racing together, and he saw what happened on that day as well. And and Gasly was uh, he had just left a team debriefing and was going towards the you know like the fan uh, make a appearance to all the fans and he watched uh Antoine Hebert's crash and he said he quote he started to shake and he couldn't feel his hands and he couldn't hear what anyone was saying he basically just broke down right there and uh when he heard that Antoine had died he said quote I was completely broken cried until he couldn't anymore and that he experienced a, never experienced a worse feeling than that in his life. Uh, every year from now at Spa, and they have been, F1's been racing there every year since then as well. Uh, Pierre lays uh, flowers to, uh, like, remember Antoine Hubert. The FIA, which is like the governing of the F1, uh, like all the F1 events and stuff, had came out and said that uh, nobody did their, like nobody was at fault and nothing really could have prevented this uh, from this accident from happening. As uh, they quote said, the yellow... Double yellow warning flags were deployed 2.5 seconds after the car-to-car impact uh, at the beginning, and the red flag was 2.7 seconds after that. So, in a matter of six seconds, everything was, from the FIA standpoint, was thrown out correctly, and all the drivers did what they could, but considering that it, it was on the uh, uphill fast redillon corner or curve it was it was just pretty hard to see and stuff the first extraction team arrived within two minutes of the accident and they brought both correa and hubert to the hospital everything was normal procedure they just couldn't do anything else This was the first time at an F1 race weekend where someone has died, like, on the race weekend since Arden Senna and Roland Ratzenberger in 1994. And this was the uh, first time someone had died because of an F1 event. Uh, A driver has died at F1 event uh, because Jules Bianchi did in 2014 in the uh, Japanese Grand Prix in which he died because of a crash nine months later due to, uh, well, he died in a coma. The FIA later that year, at the end of the year, said that they would uh, announce a series of safety changes following investigations of 28 serious and fatal accidents. The only fatal one at F1 being uh, Antoine Hubert. The changes said that they would require F1 cars to pass significantly tougher crash tests in which their impact absorbing structure will be subjected to higher loads there were also uh, talks about advanced changes uh, such as introducing a car's rear lights like the braking lights or not really braking lights but there's like a weather light where like if it's heavy rain it will be a flashing red light but they uh, could also deploy yellow flag warnings like to the lights of their car as well so like if you're in a tough race, you can just see the car behind or ahead of you flashing the yellow lights as well as, you know, on the sides of the track. The FIA had also stated that they will be adding uh, uh, alerting drivers of potential loss in tire pressure as well as like the crew chiefs telling them stuff as well. Um, When it happened, this story did gain some national news attention from websites like The Guardian, CNN, Sports Illustrated, ESPN. Of course, all the major sports uh, networks uh, did spread the news. And when the F1 Drive to Survive television show on Netflix came out, they um also talked about it in... Uh, some parts of the 36 minute episode, uh, Raging Bulls. That's the only tragedy in F1 that I've seen personally. Besides, there was another crash in the Bahrain 2020 Grand Prix that uh, Romain Grosjean had hit the barrier at Bahrain at 120 miles per hour, and his the whole car just exploded and he was in the fire for about like 45 seconds and however he only ex- he escaped with only slight burns on his hands and ankles where the fire suit you know wasn't so that's also on F1 drive to survive uh i think the episode's called man on fire so that's a that's another really interesting uh story based on how how technology and how the fire suits work and stuff it's it's really amazing so that's going to be it for today's episode i want to thank you guys for listening and tuning in and i'll talk to you guys in the next one